Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another... Uh, you haven't seen you haven't it? Seen it? <laughs> it's going to get to the point where we don't even enunciate it. No. You know how, like, when someone goes, uh, you know what it means. Yeah. It's going to get to that point. <laughs> uh, today... It's sound like the Californians. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing here? This is the first episode of You Haven't Seen That that we have done in which I have not seen the film. Turning the tables, baby. Yep. Yep. What is today's film, Cameron? Blade Runner. Blade Runner. I haven't seen Blade Runner. Yeah. It is quite surprising. Yeah. Well, there'll be a few little surprises. Yeah, yeah. Surprise the pants off yet. Mm Mm-hmm. Whoa, where'd they go? (laughs) So... Yeah, so how did you... (laughs) Not see this. How did you manage to miss this one? Um... You know, I don't know. I I, I should say, is there anything about the general, your general idea of what the movie is that is a turnoff for you? No. And that's the thing, is like, I think it didn't really come into my periphery until I was much older. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably either, not even in high school, like after high school. Yeah. Um, when then that's where films really started to... Like other genres of film, because I grew up a horror kid. Yeah. So like other genres really didn't kick off for me until senior year. Yeah. Um, and then this one, I feel like I had too many friends in college who were way too into this movie. Yeah. That was a turnoff to me, mm-hmm. and has always been. So I feel like a large part of the movies I haven't seen are because of that, or yeah. television shows. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, like I just it just kept getting away from me it's always been on like my queue anytime it comes on yeah. netflix yeah um so yeah i have a similar story in that i saw it i watched like the final cut which you're gonna watch the final cut right you know obviously if you don't know much about this movie it went it's gone through some stages as far as its theatrical release and ridley scott's cut and all this other junk but anyway i watched a really long one and i was not that into it and then I watched it again about four years ago when it was on Netflix, and that was the theatrical version. And I think since then I've watched it one more time, and that was the director's cut. So you've watched the three most popular cuts? Or I've just seen the final cut twice. I, I'm not 100%. On okay. Because it, it gets confusing, you know, what you're watching. Yeah, well, that's the thing. And, I okay, that's... Yes, I will say that that's also been part of it. Mm. Knowing that there are so many cuts and like it's daunting, it is, especially like when they came out with, um, like when they came out with you know the big briefcase version yeah. that had like yeah. fifteen discs in mm-hmm. it, and I'm like, I can't put that much time into a movie I know nothing about, yeah, or very little about, yeah, I guess. So, well, that leads us to our next uh, segment. Like, <laughs> what do you think Blade Runner is about? Okay. So, Harrison Ford is the main character, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. He's, since I know that it's a neo-noir, he's some sort of detective. Mm Mm-hmm. And that Sean Young is the femme fatale, I think. I don't think it's Daryl Hannah. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. No, I'm just trying to keep it, I'm I'm trying to get it all. Because Sean Young's in it, right? Yes. She's the she's the dark haired yeah woman, right yeah yeah she's the one that's in Ace Ventura. I Who? blew your fucking mind. Who was she? She's Einhorn. Yeah, I blew your goddamn mind just now. I can't even say words right now. <laughs> really? Yeah. 
I can't even see that. Well, but it's I, her. I, okay. Wow. Boom. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we're all getting something out of this. All right, so she hires him for something. Mm-hmm. I don't know what, except that it involves... I don't know how Daryl Hannah fits into it. Mm-hmm. She looks like a street urchin of some kind. Yes. And well, that, I mean, I'm not agreeing with you. I'm agreeing okay. that she looks like a street urchin. Uh, and, she is a street urchin. And um, that Rutger Hauer is the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And that he's a replicant. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what that means exactly to the rest of the movie. But I know that it makes... I Or I don't know this, but I think that there's a lot of ambiguity in what's good and what's bad. Like who's the hero and who's yeah. the bad guy? Yeah, and like what's right and what's wrong. Sure. Um, and like what... Uh, I don't know. I know there's a lot of rain. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, is there. And there's a lot of Rutger Hauer standing shirtless in the rain. Uh Uh-huh. But that's all I really know. Yeah. I don't... I'm realizing I know very little about this movie. Well... They're spaceships. Yeah, it's like... It's... (laughs) You've got some ideas that aren't off... That aren't super off base. But I'm I'm very... I'm, I'm excited for you. That you get to see how these things... Come together, out. yes, man. I'm, I, you know, I'm. I'll go ahead and say now that I'm not somebody that thinks this is, you know, super a super amazing movie. I do like it a lot, okay. But I've never been one of those people that would even consider buying the, the set or whatever. Yeah, but um, you've got it to look forward to. So, well, cool. Well, yeah, let's get cracking on it, mm-hmm. and then we'll come back after to discuss Blade Runner, the final cut. And what I have thought and seen. Goodbye. There was an escape from the off-world colonies two weeks ago. Six replicants. I need you, Dex. I need the old Blade Runner. Replicants are like any other machine. They're either a benefit or a hazard. If they're a benefit, it's not my problem. I'm Rachel. Deckard. They were designed to copy human beings in every way. How can it not know what it is? Commerce is our goal here at Tyrell. More human than human is our motto. If only you could see what I've seen. What seems to be the problem? I want more life. It's too bad she won't live. But then again, who does? More human than human is our motto. I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. Holy shit! We're back. We are back. (laughs) The magic of podcasting. We recorded the intro yesterday. Mm -hmm. Watch. I watched. Started. Began watching the film today, Mm -hmm. and then we finished watching it together today. Yeah. And now we're back. So I had some time to think about the film before I ever watched it. Yeah. And it led me to like 
think, man, because, I mean, the whole point of this is, you know, famous films that people really haven't seen. Yeah. Uh, That it's weird. Other people might think it was weird that you had reached adulthood without. Yeah. Yeah. And I think maybe I'm going to start just watching full discography or discography, filmographies of directors Mm -hmm. because this is, I don't know. It's so weird having now seen the film to think that I had ever not seen it. Yeah. Uh, I guess... You can't imagine a time where you hadn't seen it. Right. <laughs> Reiteration by Cameron Giles. Um, so, I was pretty... I wasn't, like, horribly off, but I was pretty vague mm-hmm. in my synopsis. I didn't know that Daryl Hannah Pris was a replicant. Right. I was kind of right about Sean Young being a femme fatale. Yeah, she's a femme fatale, but not in the, not thing, in the, not in the way classical noir right. sense. And she's also a replicant. Did not guess that either. Yeah. Well, she um, didn't either. Right, right. Nobody knew. Yeah. Um, You'd think in the dark, in the mirror, she would have seen her eyes and been like, oh. Maybe they can't see their own eyes. Yeah, Maybe. Schuftine process is how they did that effect. Schuftine. That's my favorite effect. Schuftine. <laughs> Do you know about Schuftine? Never heard of it. Uh, it's where you bounce light or an image off of a mirror in order to achieve like that, like that kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was unawares of this effect. Yeah. Schuftine. Yeah. Uh, I can't so imagine a time when I. It's called the Schuftheim process. Yeah, okay. A little film nerdery for all of you film nerds out mm-hmm. there. Uh, I adored this movie. Yeah. Like, on first viewing, I absolutely adored it. Um, Can you start to talk about why? Like, why do you think... Even on first viewing... Because on first viewing, I did not go for it so much. Really? Oh, yeah. man. I don't know okay. why, but... I love... Well, all right. I mean, we can... I'm going to reiterate some of the stuff you and I talked about while we were watching it, but it's my, I think it may be my favorite Harrison Ford role. Mm -hmm. And that's, I mean, that may be blasphemy to some people, but consider that Han Solo and um, Indiana Indiana Jones Jones are like characters. I mean, Mm -hmm. and not that Deckard isn't because he is, but I mean, it's, he's not mugging. He's not, you know, like witty, I mean, he's just kind of a hard-boiled... I mean, it's that hard-boiled detective thing. Yeah. I'm beginning to... He's not to, superhuman, either. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, like, he's... The, there's shit that Indiana Jones does that no one should do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Han Solo is just kind of the anti-hero. Yeah. But, yeah, Deckard really isn't like that. I mean, and he's just kind of this everyman cop, you know, which I take to, I mean, Mad Max right. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I... Love. I mean, I'm a big '80s like character actor fan. And man, you got your fill here. Oh my god! You got William Hung, uh, or Hung from uh, <laughs> William Hung, William Hung, the Hung Jerry uh, uh, from uh, Big Trouble Little Lopan. Lopan is in the movie. Uh, Rucker Howard. Oh yeah, he is. Yeah, he? he plays the guy, the eye expert. Okay, yeah. Um, we got. Uh, oh shit! I can't think of the guy. The guy's name from Blood Simple. Um. Beckett, Bennett, I don't know. E. Emmett Brown, mm-hmm. right? Walsh, Brown, I don't know. Um, that guy. Yeah. Edward James Olmos, Daryl Hannah, uh, Sean Young. 
I mean, there's just so many, you know, like, it's just like a perfect cast. Yeah, there's pretty much every face in it. You're like, I know that yeah. person from something. And I guarantee you that's what I thought when I saw the guy that played Lopan. Yeah. Because at the yeah. time I was not like, oh, Lopan. I was like, you know. Um, yeah, Joe Turkle, who plays Lloyd, the bartender in Shining. He plays Tyrell, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, Rucker Hauer is perfect. Yes. I think I haven't seen a movie with Rucker Hauer in it that I haven't absolutely adored Mm -hmm. and that includes the original buffy the vampire slayer movie (laughs) uh i didn't know he was in that. yeah he's the vampire lord in that movie he's incredible and his Mm -hmm. his henchman is paul rubens perfect it's so good yeah uh let's see man it's it's a lot to talk about it's a lot to take in well i think it has it just has a lot in common with a lot of movies that i'm sure you like anyway like the thing or I don't know, just... It's dystopian, I mean, a little... Yeah, but it it also just, it feels, even though it's completely different tone than Big Trouble in Little China, it has a similar vibe to it, in that it's like that, just the way people, like, deliver dialogue at that time. It's just quintessential 80s movie. Yeah. I mean, it's just... And the thing that I asked you while we were watching, I was like, was this a hit? No, it fucking was not at all. Yeah. Uh, This movie cost $28 million to make... It opened to six mm-hmm. and didn't and only grossed uh, twenty seven total. So, well, yeah. Let's a, talk. What What do we know at this point about how the theatrical version was different than the the uh, final yeah, cut? So, well, well, as soon as the movie was over, I was like, well, how did the original end? So I looked it up. Oh, turd, right? My fucking god, it was so bad. Mm-hmm. And it was only I only watched a minute and a half clip, but it's the voiceover. Like, all right, so in the original theatrical cut, apparently they really tried to play up the um the noir noir, yeah, and had yeah. Harrison Ford do this voiceover that is just he sounded drunk. Yeah, and I read a piece of trivia like right before we recorded this that said that a lot of people thought that he intentionally did it bad mm-hmm. and he said no I really tried my best he goes I just didn't do a good job <laughs> you know that takes you know I guess plus I was drunk plus I was a little drunk um yeah I mean it just sounded so tacked on and that ending is is terrible you finally see sunshine for the first time in the movie yeah um and it's just bad yeah, they're like driving along yeah, the, some, in the Bay Area. Yeah, what? He's like, we like, didn't know how long what? we'd have together, but who yeah. really does? So, you know? yeah, so I mean, all right, we end with, in, in the final cut that we just watched, we end with him finding the origami mm-hmm. unicorn or right. Pegasus mm-hmm. um, that where James almost, you, you, you are, you infer that he was in the apartment. Didn't kill the replicant uh and leaves and gives them a fair shot. Yeah. And you get the impression they're going to be on the run from that point. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I would imagine, which I don't like, you know, from what I've been reading, everybody's like, yeah, the, the, this ending was supposed to be more like of a downer. I don't think it is. No, not at all. I still think it's hopeful, you Mm -hmm. know, like, um, and I mean, there's just a lot of, there's a lot of questions about right and wrong, and and you sure. know, I mean, it it just begs a lot of uh, things. The thing that I said is that I can understand. No, I take that back. I I see why it was a bomb then, mm-hmm. because I think it was way, 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 way ahead of its time. Yeah. 
But if this movie was released today, it would have been huge. Yeah. I mean, this this is that high concept thing that people would want today. You yeah. Know? And, and so, I mean, granted, since then it has become right. huge. Like yeah, maybe I mean, in the past... Well, since it's been out, I guess. Cult growing, classic. But yeah. Yeah. Um, classic cult. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Wicker Man. <laughs> Inside podcast jokes. Um... Man, yeah, I'm reeling. I'm reeling from this movie. Um, I just everything, the look of it, the tone, the acting. No one, everybody plays it straight. Mm-hmm. This is a movie that could easily have been so over the top. Yeah, yeah, and just so you know, in your face. That's part of its charm is that even even at the parts where you could think it was a little silly, it all, it still works for it. Yeah. Like, the part where he, like, slaps him around, the the guy with the, the replicant with the mustache, like, slaps Harrison Ford around, yeah. and is like, wake up, time to die. Like, you could think that was silly. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 it is a little silly just by today's standards. Mm-hmm, but it still works for the movie in general, right. you know? Yeah, I mean, for what, the, like, that whole sequence is probably the only part that's a little uh, silly. Mm-hmm. But... It, it's still great. Like it's still really, really great. Because um, even uh, I think a similar moment is Rutger Hauer poking his head through the wall, which it's like it's almost silly but scary at the same time. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. What this came out before Halloween three, right? Halloween three was uh, like eighty five. Okay, so then yeah, this was okay. what I'm not sure when Halloween three came out. This was eighty three for 82? sure. Eighty two or eighty three. Are you sure about that? I'm pretty sure. Let's find out. I'm fairly sure. I'm fairly certain. Let's see. Blade Runner. Uh, uh, let's see. Oh, so the other thing I wanted to talk about, Blade Runner came out in 82. Okay. So then Halloween 3. Uh, we should say, but be- because of this, we found out Sean Young was, what, 23? It came out in the same year. Interesting. I, I what still- a year, huh? What a year for head crushing, <laughs> and uh, and and people who make automatons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I don't know. It's just weird. Is it weird that I find similarities in the two? Because I think there are quite a few. Well, no, the, not really. Score. Again, totally, completely different. But just the there's little the bits era, and pieces. You know? Yeah, maybe that's it. But there's definitely some bits and pieces that I was like that somebody cribbed. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, I am in full support of a sequel. Yeah. After seeing this, mm-hmm. because why wouldn't you want to go back to that world? Yeah. And why wouldn't you want Roger Deakins to shoot it? Like, I mean, and and can maybe I mean it won't happen, but we can just hope for a little glimmer of uh, of something that connects this Blade Runner and Alien. Uh, yeah, maybe. That I'm just saying it would be interesting. Well, I to guess. Me. I guess the question becomes, like, what can they talk about now? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I guess the same issues are still just as important. I don't know if it'll follow... Like, I don't think going back to Harrison Ford's character is terribly interesting. Yeah, not really. Um, like, if he has a cameo, mm-hmm. I guess it makes sense. But the idea of, like, replicants and the Blade Runners, I mean, that's... I would like that to be like there to be more Blade Runners. Yeah, um, yeah. Because I, I feel like this movie, you get the feeling the era of the Blade Runner is over. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like it used so, to be a big thing. 
Yeah, so I guess, I mean, does it become that they're, they suddenly decide, ah, oh, we're going to make replicants again, or, yeah, you know, yeah. like, I mean, somebody, you know, secretly making them, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but why, I don't understand the big, I mean, I guess this comes from, this happens when you're not nostalgic for a movie. Yeah. You know, you become, when you're nostalgic, you become, um, protective, pro- very protective of the property. Mm-hmm. And I have no nostalgia for it. Yeah. But, yeah, maybe that's it. I mean, I just, like, I feel like it can be, you can go back to that because there, I don't, I don't hold it. I hold it in high regard now because, I mean, I've seen it and I realize that it's an important movie, Mm -hmm. which I truthfully believe. I think that it it is a very important movie, but I don't, I also don't think that you can't, like, you can't revisit that universe. There's so much that they don't talk about. Yeah. You know, why would you not want to explore that further? I don't know. That's, yeah, that... and I'm, I'm for it, too. And, of course, the the biggest thing, again, being that uh, they're touting Roger Deakins as the cinematographer, mm-hmm. which, you know, I kept commenting as we were watching it at how great I think it looks. And um, just the idea that that could be furthered by, you know, Roger Deakins' ASC, CSA, right. is is really appealing to me, so... Um. Yeah, I don't know what else to say. I mean, I I just uh, I'm really I'm stunned. I mean, I did, like it's one of those movies that you you finish, or at least I did, and I'm just I can't. I'm mad at myself for having gone this long without mm-hmm. seeing it. Mm-hmm. Un- I mean, unlike some of the other movies we've done, this is this is more like high art. Yeah, you know? I mean the the this is kind of the reason that we started this segment, mm-hmm. like a movie like this. Yeah, like the other movies have been fun, mm-hmm. but this is one, and the lot we did a one that got lost unfortunately, which was Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That was another one that was important to do. Yeah, because I mean these are these are films that uh, not necessarily define an era, but they they contribute so much not only to cinema but to popular culture i mean you right. look at this and i mean i was commenting while we were watching it bioshock i mean like there's so much i can see of bioshock in this movie yeah yeah um and i mean and, and there's i mean it, the the list is endless of mm-hmm. you know things that have gone from you know have cribbed from this so right. um but i mean that goes back to the this was a philip k dick novel yeah uh the dream Do of electric Android's dream, dream of electric, electric sheep, sheep. yes, yeah. something like that. Uh, you know, so I mean, it goes back to those everybody cribbing from those great sci-fi writers. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's the thing is, like, I, I don't know that I would. I've never been a big sci-fi reader, mm-hmm. but I would watch the shit out of something like this all day. So yeah, 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 man, that was pretty pretty damn good. Um, surprising, like really surprising and really wonderful. So. I'm uh I can knock that one off the list and now I'll be obsessed with it for months and yeah find out everything there is to know well, about. Well, like it. I was telling you, there's plenty to find out. There's <laughs> plenty of you know, commentaries and everything else you could ever hope for. Well, the one thing we didn't comment on, everything is so practical. Like everything, I mean the there's a shot towards the beginning where the cops pick up Harrison Ford like mm-hmm. and you see the hover like the the police car take off. Yeah. All in camera. Looks great. Yes, 
This is 1982, and it looks incredible. Like, you could film that any time, and it would still look just as good. Like, I mean, yeah. there's no... <sighs> That's why it's high art to me. It's not just that it's high concept and, and it looks great, but just, oh, this was like one of those great examples of just cast and everybody coming together to make something really great. So this, I feel like set design needs a lot of credit as well, just because... Yeah. Like the what's the guy's name? The toy maker guy? Oh, uh JF Sebastian. Yeah. He his whole setup was amazing. Yeah. And then yeah, just all the 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 sense of like environment is yeah. just really, really there. I mean I guess this kinda goes back to that thing about Mad Max where you wanna know more about it. Mm-hmm. You wanna know more about that world. Yeah. And I guess that's my only complaint. Is that there were just there was a lot of things that I feel like I wish were more fleshed out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish we knew more about Deckard as a character. Yeah, um, his past and stuff. yeah, yeah. I mean, especially like the thing that really catches you off guard and I don't understand is like the unicorn dream. Um, I mean, there's got to be a reason for that, but I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that's off putting to me is his uh, sexual aggressiveness toward towards um, the android yeah it's just that's definitely my least favorite part of the movie yeah that part's weird and i i don't like that part at all like i mean there's no part of that that i'm like uh because it that makes you kind of dislike him for a minute yeah it's just really strange and 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 that's the thing he has in common with some of those noir types is that uh you're right philip philip marlowe was definitely like aggressive in a really awful way sometimes yeah so uh, I don't I wouldn't say that was like some intentional move on their part, but to me it's it's something they have in common, you know. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, I'll be thinking about this one for a while mm-hmm. for sure. So I'm glad that we did this one. We'll probably do something dumb next. Yep. Wayne's World too. Oh God. <laughs> but th- th- that makes you not want to do a movie like that. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. to to get such. I mean, to get a lot out of this, not that there isn't something to be gained from watching Wayne's World 2, because right. I think it's a funny movie, but mm-hmm. I like doing stuff like this because then it, I think there's more of a discussion, yeah, um, and it definitely makes you think a little bit more, but we're also not, you know, pretension the podcast. So. Yes. So and he's got to be light sometimes, you know? <laughs> We have, we'll have to do stripes at some point, right? <laughs> well, that movie's brilliant. <laughs> you know that was originally written, uh, written, wrote, right? That was really rotified for uh, Cheech and Chong. That was going to be a Cheech and Chong vehicle. I, this would be more interesting had I seen stripes. You haven't seen that? <laughs> I haven't seen stripes. Oh, God. Well, for you haven't seen that. Well, this is, no. Oh. Hold on. We, uh, you can find us. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. On Twitter, Bigger Showcast. And soundcloud.com slash bigger show podcast. No, no, please rate and review. I don't know how many times I've got to ask you people to do this. (laughs) Well the thing is, I think the importance is lost on some people because when we are rated and or reviewed, it increases our visibility. Especially on iTunes, like I mean we have great visibility on SoundCloud, but we would love for more people to find us on iTunes. Mm -hmm. That may not seem like a big deal to everybody else, but it is. It helps us. Uh, yes. You know, and eventually it might lead to us being able to get sponsors and that kind of thing mm-hmm. so we can afford to do some cooler shit. So. Yep. 
But well, as always, I mean, we appreciate everyone who listens, everyone who participates online. Yeah. It's fun just getting to do this and getting to talk with everybody. So Yeah, and if you've got thoughts on Blade Runner, by all means. Yeah, I, I will gladly continue this discussion on either of our Bigger Show Facebook pages. So we have a group where we kind of get into more of a discussion and our Facebook podcast page where we post episodes and a few news things. So, yeah. Uh, but for We're Gonna Need a Bigger Show... You have been. Can be tough. I have been Mike D. Thank you all so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. We're gonna need a big show.